Hello everyone and welcome back to Feminists Want System Change. You're here with Anna again. And Anne-Sophie, hi. And we are actually in the Palais de Nations today in Geneva and we're very excited to be here. Lots of action going on. But we have a nice guest joining us. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, my name is Kira Bolio and I am from Washington DC in the United States and I work for Women Enabled International. Could you please maybe introduce us to your organization and uh, tell us what are the main missions of uh, Women Enabled International? Absolutely. Women Enabled International is an international nonprofit organization that works at the intersection of women's rights and disability rights to advance the rights of women with disabilities worldwide. Um, often, you know, women's movements and women's groups, as well as disability uh, rights groups, uh, forget the particular intersection and the specific needs of women with disabilities. So our group really brings those issues to the fore. That's brilliant. So can you talk a little bit more about the rights of women with disabilities in conflict resolution and post-conflict post peace building? Absolutely. So my specific area of interest is uh, peace and security. Um, peace, on the one hand, demands that all individuals um, have access to uh, both their basic rights but also the absence of violence. Um, and security, on the other hand, again, ensures that women um, as well as all under other individuals are able to enjoy and access their basic needs. Um, women with disabilities are one in five women worldwide. They're also those that are bearing the brunt of all forms of violence against women, which as we know is particularly uh, astronomical during times of conflict. So to give a little background, women with disabilities uh, experience domestic violence or violence against women at two to three times the rate of the normal woman uh, without disabilities. Um, they also are 10 times more likely to experience sexual violence and often do so uh, 10 times during their lifetime. Um, these needs are particularly uh, devastating during times of conflict. Um, and women with disabilities, because they are you know, experiencing the brunt of conflict, they're unable to access basic human resources such as sexual and reproductive health and rights, access to water and sanitation, um, access to economic opportunities, education, etc. While they're experiencing these violations, they're also often not included in conflict resolution and post-conflict peace building. So some of the work that I do and I'm interested in is ensuring that the voices of women with disabilities are included at all stages of peace processes so that once the conflict has ended and the state is trying to rebuild, those needs and those rights are included both in legislation but also in practice on the ground level. And so you have experience um, in peace processes in Syria, Yemen, Sudan and Bangladesh, is that correct? Yes. Do you feel like it's kind of everywhere the same issues, the same issues come back everywhere? or? Absolutely. I think globally, uh, this is an issue that women with disabilities are facing with uh, little uh, little allies on um, both the policy side, but also sometimes on the CSO side. The difference is that some states are more willing to include uh, women and persons with disabilities in peace building. So you have states like Yemen, for instance, where even though women are bearing the brunt of the conflict, they're also some of the most... Uh, progressive groups on the ground level working to resolve conflict. 
Um, but you also have countries like Yemen, where, or sorry, like Sudan, where the the conflict is really between combatant groups, and it, it appears that only combatant groups and the government are at the peace negotiation table, and those voices are largely uh, absent. So, do you have? Is there a number one policy recommendation to address those issues? Sure. I think it's hard to sum up in uh, one policy recommendation. Um, I think that there must be an incentive both from international organizations as well as states on the ground level to include women with disabilities in all levels of policy and decision making. And this includes both on the ground level uh, with respect to all of their rights, sexual and reproductive health, uh, freedom uh, from violence, bodily integrity, legal capacity, access to justice, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but in order for them to be able to at, be at the policy-making table and to be able to influence those rights, they need to be first involved in all stages of conflict resolution and yeah. post-conflict peace building. Okay, well, thank you for that. That was really interesting. I really enjoyed <laughs> listening to that. And uh, please tune in for the next episode. Yeah, and favorite codes. Oh, sorry. Code? Ah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, Karen. Do you have a favorite uh, feminist code to share with us? Sure. Um, so one quote, actually, that has carried with me throughout all of my work is, um, it's not uh, anarchy to love yourself. It's forgiveness. And I think this is something that, you know, often the women who are doing a lot of the work around women's rights um, and have done, have, have impacted the most substantial change are those who have experienced uh, violations themselves. And sometimes I think you heal yourself by healing along with others. That's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> But no, it was really great listening to you and hearing the work that you're doing it's fascinating and um good luck for those two days yeah, thank you and don't forget listeners to tune in to the next episode it's going to be a really good one as good as all our last ones <laughs> but also really fantastic thanks for listening bye